Welcome everyone to the start of our Halloween season here on the Year's Johnny podcast. Hopefully everyone is having a very amazing start to their October. Justin, how are you doing? I am okay, as uh, seems to be kind of normal now. I'm not in my regular uh, recording setup. I'm actually visiting my parents right now, so... I, yeah, have I haven't had to send you any memes about your body falling apart recently. Yeah, well, I mean, it still is falling apart. I haven't heard any <laughs> uh, news back from my tests, like all my like x-rays and ultrasounds and stuff, which is maybe a good sign. I doubt it, but maybe a good sign. Um, when Dante was sick and in the hospital, we weren't able to visit him. They always told us that no news is good news. So Yeah, well, and I figure like if it was like really, really, really bad, they would call me. I would have gotten yeah. a call like Monday morning. Yeah, and it's Wednesday, and Mr. I Mr. Wood, we need you to come in. Yeah, exactly. Or uh, you should make an appointment at your earliest convenience. <laughs> uh, and and I actually was in contact with my doctor about a different. Uh, I switching actually switching doctors because my doctor's retiring, um, and they didn't mention anything when I talked to him about that. So uh, hopefully it's good. Um, all right, cool. So a little bit of background. Some of these upcoming episodes are going to be pre-recorded. Justin and I are going to be heading to the woods with some friends. Um, there will be some pictures and I'm sure some lengthy discussion upon our return for that. Um, but we're going to have some couple of things pre-recorded. So you can kind of guess if it's a pre-recorded episode if there is no what's new. So that will kind of be your hint. Yeah, that, that's your hint, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but before we start going into our normal shindig, Justin... Obviously, you and I both saw the Last of Us trailer. Yeah, I've seen it multiple times now. Do you want to know what my biggest realization is after watching that trailer? Pedro Pascal is amazing. People think I'm a Last of Us hater. I mean, I think you are. <laughs> but I am not. I have given it I have given it good scores. Okay. The first and the second one. I didn't find the first one very scary. Yeah. Nor did I think I found the second one very scary, and I have my issues with the ending of the second one. But I'm, I am very concerned that you and Rachel are going to put me in the same boat <laughs> as some of these neckbeards out here on the no, internet. No, I, I don't think you're a neckbeard. I like. Well, I hope hope not. No, God, no, we wouldn't be doing this if I did. Um, no, I don't. I don't think you're a neckbeard at all by by any stretch of the imagination. I just like to to rib you because it, those are our two like most hotly contested episodes. <sighs> yeah, that and aliens. I know Rachel wasn't on there for aliens. Yeah, she was on for aliens. Yeah. yeah. Oof, 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 oof. And apparently we broke somebody else's heart with Journey, our Journey review, that we didn't like it. Yeah. Bro, we... I, I feel like I, I was talking to a friend, and I was like, I know you don't watch sports, but there are some sports guys who just give like hot takes because they're trying to be controversial. And I hope people don't think that's us because I, no, I, shoot I, I just, right I'm the hip. Yeah, I'm exactly. I'm just out here fucking living off the, the seat of my <laughs> pants or whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah, I just, whatever. <laughs> yes. Uh, but we watched that trailer. We were kind of talking. And I think that what we decided we were going to do, and I think it'd be fun to do. Um, and I want to give credit where I first thought of this idea. I listened to this podcast called Book Review Kills, and they like, review fantasy and horror novels, right? Um, but they also do like TV stuff every once in a while, and they do an episode where they kind of sit down and just BS about the latest episode. They're doing House of the Dragon and Lord of the Rings right now. Okay. And basically, they just sit down after they watch it for like they set a twenty-minute timer and they just talk. Okay. And I thought it'd be fun to do that for The Last of Us. Okay, sure. 
And if there's any other like horror shows that pop up we're both interested in, I think it would be fun to do. I mean, The Midnight Club. Yeah. Well, The Midnight Club is harder because it's on Netflix. It'll be like a, an immediate drop. Yeah, and uh, some of us can't binge everything in one evening. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And as I get older, I'm finding that I cannot do the same thing. But like, I, I, I think it'd be fun to do that. Like, It's like okay. literally no editing. Just <clears throat> go. And, and if we really like it, maybe we start doing that like on Twitch. And we can have like questions at the end of it if people okay. ask us questions in the chat. But I think it'd be really fun to do, especially because The Last of Us, crazily enough, has kind of become like a staple almost for the show. And yeah, it's really weird, actually. <laughs> yeah, which was definitely unintended. And I, I think it would be fun to, like, at the end of it, in the last episode, we could we could score it. And I know Rachel said she was interested in joining us. And if we, so if we plan it right, it could be a lot of fun. Okay, yeah, sure. All right. I'm cool. here for it. Yeah, and that's not until next year. We don't have a date on it yet. Yeah, it's like 20... No, no, I think we do. I think it was, like, March? I think we only said 2023. Okay. Yeah. I could be wrong. I, I, I'm probably wrong. Every yeah. I, I only think it. I only think it's March because literally all the video games are getting pushed to March now because God of War is coming out. So they're running away from it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, that's all the kind of like background notes that I have. Um, I'm reading here. My wife has played Monkey Island, and she has a note that says, "Brandish my blasphemous timbers." Okay. Must be a clue. Or something. So, for Monkey Island fans, brandish your blasphemous timbers. What's been new with you, Justin? Oh boy. Um, where to start? Um, I've been. Start what you've been playing, because I know you started playing something. I'm actually excited to touch myself. Uh, I started playing Silent Hill Downpour. The last Silent Hill. The, the last podcast. mainline Silent Hill. There's like some side what else stuff. Is there? We're not counting Pachenko, are we? No, no, no. There's like oh. a, a Wii remake of the first game that is apparently very, very good. Like, one There's of the a remake of the first game that only came out on the Wii? Yes. Uh, Silent Hill. Oh my god, I can't think of the name of it, the subtitle of it. But I know I know the cover. Crimson Butterfly? No, that's no, that's, that's a bit <laughs> Which I did also start. Um, but no, the the... Uh, shattered memories is what it's called shattered this. memories okay i've heard of that but yeah, it's just yeah it's one, like the, the, it? the cover is like a little girl on a swing and she's like yes 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 uh yeah apparently it is very very good um well, who knows we might touch that eventually i'd have to get a wee <laughs> yeah exactly uh i think i actually have <laughs> maybe i'll bring you one <laughs> we, yeah i i don't yeah don't ask i don't know why i have so many. are you sitting on the floor by the way no i'm sitting on a chair all right I, I see. Is that a couch or a bed behind you? That is uh, the bed that I am sleeping in currently, cool. right now, today. Cool. And then I'm going back home. Tomorrow. Checking out. This is new background for me, so I'm just examining things. Uh, this is uh, one of the spare rooms in my parents' house. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is where I sleep. Uh, this is this was my room growing up. God, how uh, I've been. I've changed rooms many times in this house, but this is my room when I was eighteen. Okay. Okay. I don't know. A lot of weird things happen in this room. Anyways. Does it still smell uh, like Taco Bell and weed? No. So there's no Taco Bell in the town I grew up in? Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. There's always rumors of a Taco Bell coming, but no one never showed up. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, so I started playing Silent Hill Downpour. I have thoughts about it already. Um, uh, it started Fatal Frame 2. I didn't really, I just kind of 
making sure it ran. And that was, that's basically as far as I got. Um, I started playing The Fridge is Red, uh, which is like this indie horror compilation game. Steam. Uh, I started playing The Outbound Ghost, which is like a... How are you playing so many games at once? It's, I, I, it's very impressive. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Um, the, 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 the controls. Like I'm just thinking about like my head, like memorizing where the controls are at. Uh, they're like all the same. You're good. <laughs> um, yeah, but Not yeah, in those no, older yeah. games. Oh, I'll, I'll be touching on that too. Trust me. Um, so I, I, I uh, yeah, the Outbound Ghost is like a Paper Mario RPG kind of game. Yeah, yeah, it's okay, but that's about as far as I'll go. Go into it now. It's just okay. Okay. Um, I started kind of dipping my toes in and out of Dark Souls Remaster and Dark Souls 3. Just, I, I'm writing about them Very right now. interesting, because I have, I have been feeling an itch to play Dark Souls Remaster on the PC. So, funny enough, I picked it up on PC, uh, because, I, like, I have my completed, well, actually, that's why I the background there, uh, because I brought it here. Uh, to, I had to get a bunch of screenshots and stuff uh, for this article I'm writing, but uh, but yeah, I'm gonna restart it on PC as well because I love that game. Um, I, just, I started playing Breath of the Wild again. Uh, I am waiting for that, but that is something I keep looking at my Switch and it's like, oof, oof, like Pokemon first, Pokemon first, and then I'll replay Breath of the Wild. So I, I have a question for you, Larry. What's and this up? is interesting because I don't know if this would ever has ever come up before. Uh, if we are in our cabin and I am playing the Pokemon, do you I would want... I would only want to know if Nita King's in it. Okay, okay. I doubt it'll happen. Nintendo things normally I get like on release, uh, not early. I'm still crossing my fingers for. God I don't even War, know when though. this due to come out. Uh, November twelfth or fifteenth or seventeenth. Okay. November between the tenth and the nineteenth, I think. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah. Anyways, uh, I feel like I've been playing some other shit, but honestly, I can't remember. Um, <laughs> oh, I've been playing. Started playing Dying Light two again. Um, started playing Resident Evil four VR again. Um, you know, it's just like an hour here. And there. I can't wait for you to hear how many games I played. Oh, it's probably gonna be none because we don't have to for the show um uh, and uh games that's it movies i watched uh did i talk about barbarian last week i feel like i did um you did yep i'm not caught up on game of thrones okay. i haven't even started lord of the rings yet i feel like maybe the window has passed for me on that yeah and uh i watched halloween five today so I think that that's will be all doing. our week before Halloween episode. We're actually going to do yes. Halloween ends on Halloween. Uh, since Halloween's on a Monday this year. So yeah. oh, recording that tonight. I almost forgot. So. I am 15 hours away from being done the last Dark Tower book and a very, very big thing just happened. Uh, and I don't know how I feel about it. Okay. Yeah, okay. uh, I'm, I'm not going to spoil it for anybody, obviously, even yeah. though the book's like... Fucking don't spoil the last, out. like, <laughs> the last big major shock. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it's the last thing, because they're going to do something now, and basically, they're, nah, I won't get into it, I don't want to spoil it. Um, okay. But yeah, um, 
think that's everything. What about yourself, Larry? So, TV, yep. I'm up to date in House of the Dragon. I will just say episode six, which is the newest one, is my least favorite by far. Okay. Um, not because the biggest reason why is that it was way too fast. We had a tide jump, which I'm okay with because they've been doing that a lot this season. Did but, like, uh, is has the recast happened yet yes, in the this ep- episode? Episode okay. six. How is um, the new Rena? They're all great. I think the person who was cast to play Allison, older Allison, was perfect. Okay. Um, the older Renera is fine too, but older Allison is perfect. Okay. Um, it's weird that she's getting so much hate. Like a lot of people are hating on her because like they're all Team Renera, but it's like I don't know. I don't want to spoil anything. Uh, okay. I, I, but it was my least favorite episode this season, and the biggest reason why is that like a lot of shit happens in this episode. And the first five episodes were very, like, slow and, like, drawn out and allowed time for things to build. And in this one, it was just, like, boom, 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 boom. And it felt a lot more like season seven and eight of Game of Thrones than it did, like, season one and two of Game of Thrones. Do we know how many episodes uh, House of the Dragon is? And this was six? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, there's still time. Yeah, it was just... I don't think I I was I know my friend Kyle, who's a big Game of Thrones fan, felt the same way about it as I did. But I haven't heard anybody else talk about it yet. It was just more. I liked how slow everything else was. That's the kind of the cool thing about Game of Thrones, right? Is that it's slow and then allows things to build. And this one was just really fast. I'm also up to date on Lord of the Rings, so that's episode five. It was my least favorite again. I like this one. How about me? The, like, there's a scene with Galadriel where she's training people that, like, Galadriel's so fucking cool, and they've made her into, like, cringy, mean, and, like, in this scene, it's, like, it's, like, really terribly blocked. Like, you know, like, fight scenes, like, like how they, like, they, they stage them and stuff. It's just done in a way that looks really goofy, and it makes her look goofy because of it, and I'm just getting so mad because I love Galadriel, and it's, like, this, it's just very frustrating to me, and, like, I mean, the writing to me is just really cringy. Like, the writing in this, like, for a billion-dollar show, it is bad. For me. I, I, I don't, Other people don't feel the Listen, same way, but for it, me... It better fucking do good, because this is the show that killed the Dark Tower series. That is what Matt Purcell told me. Yeah. Or, sorry, the P. The P told me that. I, yeah. I, I did not know that. I... I, I I feel like at this point in time, I'm more invested in the Dark Tower, which is could yeah. also be why I'm not watching it at a fucking protest. But yeah, it's yeah. just I, I can't. I, there are things you would rec- I, I would still recommend House of the Dragon to people. I don't think I'd recommend Lord of the Rings to people. I really don't. There are things about it I like, like Elrond and the dwarves. Like continue to be like highlights for me. Yeah, but everything else is just like. Like, I don't want to spoil anything, but there's an episode where this woman gives a speech. It's in this episode that she gives a speech. She tries to rally the people. Then someone else gives, like, a shorter speech. And, like, all the people kind of say, fuck you. And, like, leave with him instead of going with her. And then, like, 20 minutes later, she's like, nah, we should listen to him. Like, we can't do anything. It's like, you, you were, what the hell? This, like, what happened? Like, what happened here? And it, it's oh, just. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's just, like, I, I don't know. I, I, I want to like it so badly. And yeah. it's just. Like, I don't watch it on release. I watch it when I get to it, you know? Yeah. And still really pretty. Attack on Titan. I have one episode left in season one. And I would have finished it today, but Funimation went down. Oh. 
Okay. I don't know if it's back up or not, but around like one o'clock when I was eating lunch, I was watching it and I was getting a, getting a groove on, and then Funimation went down. So I have one episode left in season one. Damn. So how how do you how do you feel about it? Well, no, you know what? Wait until you watch that episode. Okay. Um, speaking of anime, before I forget, I of did want to add. I, I did finish uh, Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Um. The cyberpunk anime it's yeah. good i enjoyed it. i i actually like thoroughly enjoyed it and i also cool. started demon slayer uh my friend waylon has been trying to get me to watch that i watched the first two episodes and it's fucking good <laughs> like okay that's I, what you said that's what yeah, he said yeah i'm gonna i'm my plan is to like that's gonna be like mine and michelle's like bedtime show now watch oh awesome tonight, so. yeah. okay movies i watched halloween five range michael myers okay I wouldn't sell Don't Worry, <laughs> Darling. Yeah. Uh, I posted like, some extended thoughts on that in the Discord if you want to read that. Um, but basically, the pros are Florence Pugh is amazing. The majority of the cast is really, really good. The soundtrack is killer, and it's a pretty movie. The cons for me, first and foremost, is Harry Styles. He is a terrible actor. He ruins this movie. There is a lot asked of him to do, and he fails at every opportunity to do so. And sticking him opposite Florence Pugh, who probably did a performance that's going to win her an Oscar, did him no favors. And it sucks because this story was really interesting and the plot was really cool. There's some things I didn't like. Like like, I obviously liked artsy stuff, but I feel like this movie did some artsy stuff for the sake of saying it was artsy instead of, like, having it mean something. Mm -hmm. Which is, like... Which is like annoying to me personally, but it's whatever. Uh, the biggest sin is Harry Styles because he's he his character is so pivotal, and I think there's like so many better actors like Devin and I were like brainstorming like Evan Peters would have been great in this role. Like it, it's just it was a fucking bummer. Um, it did and it did, <laughs> it did him no favors. So I think for myself, if I was being nice, I give it a six and a half. If I was being mean, maybe a four and a half to a five. But it's definitely something to just watch when you can't when it gets out on like home video. Damn. Yeah. Damn. That sucks. Uh, watch Hocus Pocus, and then I watched two kids movies because I've been doing that to make the world a less gloomy place. Have you seen We're Back, a dinosaur story? Uh, yes, and We're Back again, the sequel. I actually there's, also there's a sequel. Yeah, there's a sequel. We're back again. Um, I also. Did not know that. Somewhere, actually, probably in this house, my parents' house, have uh, both of the uh, book versions of those movies. Uh, and uh, one of my favorite Super Nintendo games growing up was We're Back. There's <laughs> so, a yes, game based have, on it? Yes, yes. I, I didn't know that. I have played We're Back, or I have seen We're Back. I fucking love We're Back. Uh, yeah, we watched it last night, and it was great. Yeah, fucking love uh, that movie. So we're kind of watching it, like, jokingly, like, saying which ones we let our kids watch, which we wanted. So this one was kind of a let our kids watch, but the final scene where the crows come down and, like, take the guy away and only the screws left behind, that was pretty spooky. Yeah, it's dark, but... That was pretty spooky. It's, yeah, so this one's on the maybe pile, I think, for right now, but it will probably be a yes. And then we watched American Tale, Five Goes West. Simple which we story. talked about last week, yeah. Yep. Yeah, Five Tales, amazing, yeah. Uh, books, I finished up The Austere Academy, which is the fifth book of Series of Unfortunate Events. Um, it's better than Miserable Mill. And I missed Tim Curry, which is awesome, because I started the seventh book, which is the, or the sixth book. I've lost count. The Earth Sats Elevator, and Tim Curry is back narrating. Oh, interesting. I wonder why he was... Gone for five books? I have no idea. Yeah. 
Because he didn't do three, four, or five, but he's back for six. Hmm. Weird. Yeah, weird. very weird. Oh. I have like two hours left of Heir to the Empire. Great it's, book. That audiobook is so good. Like the book, I, I love the book by itself. The audiobook is just. Well, yeah, because you get you're getting like all like the environment, like all the like environmental sounds, and it's not like constantly. It's like no, it's just it's just enough. Yeah, and it like it's just enough to like punch it up. Yes, and like to make the big moments like really impactful. Yeah, I fucking yep. love that audiobook. And then uh, Mistborn, I am about halfway through it. Oh, I, I like it a lot. That, yeah, still gotta listen to that. Yeah, I, I like it. Uh, games been playing some tap games on my phone some poop games is what i call them i think that's a very good descriptor the commercial break games during football or other sporting type events uh and then other uh i listened to the new death cat for cutie album do you like death cat for cutie okay it's like it's like emo's sad little brother oh no i'm good okay uh yeah it's <laughs> asphalt meadows it's really good for people who like Death Cab, and then uh, my Miami Dolphins is undefeated, and Justin is an awesome person because I messaged him because I totally forgot they play on Thursday night, so we're actually recording this on Wednesdays. Listen to it so I can go watch uh, the Dolphins beat the Bungles um, at the local bar, which is a Bengals bar. So, so what are you gonna do if they lose? I'm not like trying to like. Oh, uh, I've been expecting them to lose every okay. single week since the season started, so okay. it would just be like a like I can breathe. Because everybody okay. loses in the NFL. Yeah. Everybody, I, I don't want them to, especially to the Bengals, because my friend, a lot of my friends are Bengals fans. So I don't want them to lose. But I am not the kind like I when my team loses like in sports, I'm not the kind of like person who like, freaks out or gets all angry and stuff. I go into it expecting my team to suck. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I've been a fan of enough teams that have broken my heart that I no longer put that. I'm just excited when it happens. I'm a more, more quiet and reserved kind of person. I sit back and watch. Okay. But that is all we have for the intro to the show. Justin, if you're ready, let's talk about Hocus Pocus. Thank you. Larry and Justin. For that marvelous introduction. I put a spell on you. And now you're mine. <laughs> you can't stop the things I do. I ain't lying. No! No! Don't look at that! In 300 years, right down to the day, now the witch is back, and there's hell to pay. I put a spell on you. Good joke. Happy Halloween. Thanks a lot. No, man, I'm serious. You gotta get happy. I'm not kidding. I got a lot of stuff here, so sit back, 
Okay. Hocus Pocus is a 1993 fantasy comedy horror film. Yes, it is considered a horror film, which shocked me because we have reviewed other movies on here that were supposed to be horror and were not called horror films, but it is what it is. Yeah. By Kenny Ortega and written by Neil Cuthbert and Mick Garris. Uh, Ortega is a very busy man. He directed films such as Cheetah Girls 2, OG High School Musical, Michael Jackson's This Is It, and The Descendants. He choreographed the films St. Elmo's Fire, Pretty in Pink, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and Dirty Dancing. He directed tours for Cher, Gloria Estefan, Miley Cyrus, and Michael Jackson. He also received the Disney Legend Award in 2019. What's that? I, I have no idea. I think it's just someone. I think it's like someone who like, has done long-term service for Disney. Oh, that was my guess. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't find much on Neil Cuthbert. Uh, he wrote Adventures of Pluto Nash. Um, that's with um, Eddie Murphy. He wrote Mystery Men, if you've seen that, with the Ben Stiller. Mm-hmm. The Bowling Ball. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And Return of the Swamp Thing, which came out in 1989. Mick Garris is probably somebody, a name that, and it would surprise me to see he was involved in this, because uh, he's really well known for his work in horror. He has worked with Stephen King. Um, he directed his film Sleepwalkers, and which was written by King. And I've never seen that movie. Neither have I, actually. And he's the creator of the Showtime series Masters of Horror and the NBC series Fear Itself. In 1986, Garris won the Edgar Award for an episode he wrote for the Steven Spielberg-produced TV series Amazing Stories. Um, the biggest note, though, that I had here is that he had a role playing himself in the found footage horror film... Digging Up the Marrow from director Adam Green. Hell yeah. Love that movie. Released by Disney, it was actually estimated that it lost the company around $16.5 million during its theatrical run. However, due to its popularity on things such as ABC Family and a rabid cult following, it is now a fall money maker for Disney. We'll come back to that. There is a sequel coming out in two days as we record this. Oh, isn't it already? I thought it was already out. Uh, the 30th. Oh, okay. The film stars Bette Midler as Winifred, Kathleen Najimy as Mary, and Sarah Jessica Parker as Sarah, who are the Sanderson sisters, witches who laid a curse on Salem in 1693. Uh, Bette Midler is American actress, comedian, singer, and author throughout her career, which spans over five decades. Uh, Midler has received numerous accolades, including four Golden Globes, three Grammy Awards, three time time three primetime Emmys, two Tonys, and a Kennedy Center honor, in addition to be nominated for Academy Awards twice. Her biggest roles were in films such as The uh, Beaches, The Stepford Wives, and the recent animated The Addams Family movie. Kathy Najimy is an American actress, comedian, writer, and activist. She is best known for her roles in Soap Dish, Sister Act, Hope Floats, The Wedding Planner, and Rat Race, which is like one of my favorite comedy films. I, I forgot like. about Rat Race. <laughs> <laughs> she also voiced Peggy Hill on King of the Hill. Hell yeah, I love. I used to love King of the Hill. I actually never seen it. Um, I don't. I don't know if you'd like it. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I appreciate it. And then Sarah Parker is an American actress and television producer. She has received numerous awards including six Golden Globes and two Primetime Emmys. 
Uh, Time Magazine named her one of the 100 most influential people in the world as of 2002. She is best known for her role as Carrie Bradshaw on Sex and the City, for which she won two Emmys and four Golden Globes, and also her roles in Ed Wood, The Final Wives Club, and Failure to Launch. Yeah. We, we also have Omri Katz, who plays Max, Thora Birch, who plays Danny, Vanessa Shaw, who plays Allison, Sean Murray, who plays Human Thackeray Banks, and is voiced by the cat by Jason Marsden. We're going to get back to him. Excuse me, and Doug Jones, who plays Billy. Yeah, the creepy thin man. Yes, yes. Okay, so you know about him already. <laughs> yes, so yeah. Katz hasn't really done much since Hocus Pocus. He had a, a couple of small roles on the soap operas Dallas and General Hospital. Thor Birch, uh, her breakthrough uh, into adult-oriented roles came when she earned a BAFTA nomination for Supporting Actress for her portrayal of Jane Burnham in American Beauty. Have you seen that? It's been a very, very long time, but yes. She also played Gamma on the 10th season of The Walking Dead, and I don't know who Gamma is. I don't know. I stopped watching that show. I was also shocked that that there was 10 seasons of. I think the last season is on right now, or is about to. I don't know. They film it around here, so. (laughs) I was was shocked. (laughs) Vanessa Shaw was cast uh, for a supporting role in Stanley Kubrick's uh, Eyes Wide Shut, after which she decided to pursue acting. Even more, she had a role in 40 Days and 40 Nights, if you've seen that. And she was in the 2006 remake of The Hills Have Eyes. She is a supporting member of the Showtime drama Ray Donovan, and she stars as Dr. Jane Mathis in the 2017 horror thriller Clinical. Murray, who plays our human form Thackeray Banks, is surprised me because he's known as special agent timothy mcgee on ncis and danny walden on jag the, yeah i don't so i never those. saw I those but I, because those. of how many commercials i've seen for those two shows when i saw him i was like holy shit that's him it was yeah. similar to when i found out in stand by me um the chubby kid okay like what does he look like like, like he's like i forget what he what he's in now fringe is he in Fringe? He's in some show, but he doesn't. He does not look like he looks in the. Like, he's like like buff. It surprised me. Doesn't matter. It was it, it was something that surprised me. The older people will know. All right, Marsden is the voice. Is the official voice of Max Goof. He has done a ton of voice work, but I wanted to focus on his video game roles because I think so often I neglect that. So, okay. Jason Marsden has voiced Byron in Fallout Two. Okay, <laughs> have Byron, Byron, sorry, Myron, Byron, I don't remember. Uh, Byron. Myron, yeah, is uh, like one of the only characters I really remember out of Fallout 2. The drug okay. dealer. Agentis, Ilvaster, Transig, Varsi, and Lothander in the original Baldur's Gate. Okay. In Fallout Tactics Brotherhood of Steel, he was Horus. In Baldur's Gate 2, Throne of Ball, he was Cerned and Valis. In Star Wars Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy, he was Rosh Pennon. And Kotor, he was Dustal Onasi, Brejik, and Igar. In Tack, all three Tack games, he was Tack. I don't know what Tack is. Tack and the Power of Juju. It's like a platformer from two thousand, the early two thousands. Oh okay, yeah. Nah. Okay, all right, Justin, you're too cool. All right, I get it. 
In Siphon Filter Dark Mirror, he was Private Jansen. In Fallout New Vegas, he was Craig Boone. In Killzone 3... Oh, Boone is like the best side character in that game. Okay, cool. Companion. Sorry. Uh, Killzone 3, he was the Issa Soldiers. In Skyrim, he was... I haven't played Skyrim, so if you know these names, let me know. Aaron, Sven, Gwilin, Eltris, Onmund, Eric, and Mikkel. Some of them sound familiar, but I don't okay. know. It's been so long, yeah. Rather game that's something you will recognize, though. In Jurassic Park, the game, he was Billy Yoder. But most importantly, in Final Fantasy thirteen two and Lightning Returns, he was Null. Oh, you mean God. Oh, wait, no, that wasn't until... Spoil! Oh, like, yeah. It's not spoil. This is, like, right at the front. And he's, uh, he's like, not hope anymore because he's become God. To, like, take on a form that Lightning can comprehend. <laughs> and then in LEGO DC Super Villains, he plays Owlman and the Atom. And as, as Justin mentioned, Jones, everyone knows him. He played Ape Sapien in Hellboy, the Fawn in the Pale Man in Pan's Labyrinth. And the fish man in the shape of water, and apparently he is reprising this role in Hocus Pocus 2. Yeah. Producer David Krishner explains how he came up with the idea for the film one night. He and his young daughter were sitting outside, and his neighbor Black Cat strayed by. Krishner invented a tale about how the cat was once a boy who was changed into a feline 300 years ago by witches. Hocus Pocus started life as a script by Mick Garris and was brought to Walt Disney in 1984. The film's working title was Disney's Halloween Home. Oh, sorry, Halloween House. It was much darker and scarier, and its protagonists were all 12. Garrison Kirshner pitched it to Steven Spielberg's Amblin Entertainment. Spielberg saw Disney as a competitor to Amblin in the family film market at the time and refused to co-produce a film with his rival. Weird, but I guess it's understandable. Leonardo DiCaprio was originally offered the lead role of Max, but he declined it to act in What's Eating Gilbert Grape. I know. See, I don't know if that's a better choice because this is clearly like... This is like a cult following kind of movie and I feel like... I've never seen What's Eating Gilbert Grape, but I know people... It's very intense. Very intense. intense, But I don't think people constantly talk about it the way they talk about Hocus Pocus. No. Principal photography began on October 12, 1992. The film is set in Salem, Massachusetts, but most of it was shot on sound stages in Burbank. However, all the daytime scenes were filmed in Salem and Marblehead, Massachusetts, during a two-week filming, uh, which was in February. Pioneer Village, a recreation of early colonial Salem, was used for the opening scene set in 1693. Other locations that they used around the area were Old Burial Hill, which is where Max is accosted by Ice and Jay. The old town hall, where the party is taking place. Phillips Elementary School, where the witches are trapped in the kiln and burned alive, which we'll talk about. And the exterior for Max and Danny's house is a private residence in Salem, Massachusetts, and I want to live there. That kid's <laughs> bedroom was like my dream. With a spiral going up. Yeah, what? Yeah. Yep. Jeez. Uh, following the film's release on DVD in 2002... It has continued to show strong annual sales. It makes more than a million dollars in DVD sales alone every October since 2002. God damn. Shot at a budget of $28 million on its initial run. It grows $45.4 million at the box office. What a fucking, it's like a money house for them. (laughs) Yeah. And if you go to Spirit Halloween now, like it's just, shit everywhere for the like i bought a mug 
that says another glorious morning makes me sick that I have at work because I think it's fantastic. Um, I try to get let Devin convince me to buy the sixty dollar recreation of Billy's tombstone. Like it's just everywhere. Hocus Pocus is everywhere. For our review of this, since this is a this is a kids movie, right? And so like to kind of score it similarly to how we score other stuff, we decided would it be fair or really constructive. So this is how we're gonna do we're talking about the plot, the acting and the soundtrack, whether or not Hocus Pocus deserves to be an October staple. And how old are your children before you show them? And luckily we have Justin with two of them so he can let us know. And yeah. we kind of talk about how old we were when we saw it. So plot. No six-second summary. Pretty sure anybody listening to this podcast probably knows the plot. But in case you don't, the Sanderson sisters put a curse on the town of Salem. They come back when a virgin lights a black flame candle chase them around and they have to absorb the essence of at least one child before dawn in order for them to have eternal life and through some hijinks and some scary moments in an amazing uh singing performance it comes down to his final confrontation in the cemetery because sarah uh, sorry winifred sanderson is just obsessed with sucking danny's soul because she called her ugly Instead of all the other children who are right there and who would have granted them eternal life, and they could have—that like, was the one thing yep. I impressed yeah. me the most this time yep. around. Um, and the other Sanderson sisters get caught in the sunlight, but Winifred steps on hollowed ground, turns into a statue, and then bursts into green, sparkly dust. Um, Thackeray Binks, who was cursed by the Sanderson sisters, is returned to the mortal world where he promptly dies because. 300 years old yeah he's very old yeah but he's able to join his sister and they were able to go off and reconnect after being separated uh ice and jay are still stuck as far as we know dweebs (laughs) um but plot i think that for a kid's movie and I guess Devin and I are kind of watching them like on like like a bunch of like animated kids movies in particular, like just because they're super easy to watch when we're doing other things. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Um, this one has a lot there for like older audiences. I think like parents, like some of the jokes, some of the a lot of the witchcraft things, and then but there's a lot of there for kids. I think this is like a really nice mixture of like aim for kids and aim for adults. What did you think? I talked a lot. So. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, like, I kind of agree. I mean, I think it's, honestly, I think it's a little more geared towards, like, older kids okay. uh, than, like, younger kids. Uh, it just it deals with, like, a lot of, like, hefty subjects, like, people getting hanged and cats getting run over. I, do you, I think you just have, like, a fetish with cats dying. Hey, he comes <laughs> back to life. And, like, witches getting burned. There's a lot of, like, sex jokes. That kind of copy. Oh yeah, Sarah Jessica. Sarah Jessica Parker is like a walking sex joke. Yeah, and then like, like that the, is her the, character. The, the yabos. See, and he's talking about her yabos. Yeah. Um, the bus driver. It's just the whole bus scene is ridiculous. Um. Yeah, I, like. I I that's not to say I don't think it's, it's good. Yeah, I, exactly. I do. Exactly. I do think it is enjoyable, but I, I definitely think. I think the thing for me that kind of shocks me every single time, because I probably watch this, I, I definitely watch this every Halloween, at least that much a year. There might be other sprinklings in there when I'm missing the fall flavor. But 
the main story to me, I always remember some of the minor details because I did forget some of the stuff. But like the main story to me always sticks out because I think the story is so cool. Like some kids just not really being bad, just kind of goofing around a little bit, unleash this evil force, get chased. No one wants to believe them. The parents don't believe them. And it leads to that really cool final confrontation. Um I, I don't know. I, I think that that is what makes it such a cult movie is that like everyone remembers that basic story and on some level they can like relate to it. Like yeah. everybody's gone out sneaking in, at night and like been afraid they're going to get caught, you know? Oh, yes. Did that for everybody did that. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking everybody did that. No, I agree. Excuse me. I had a bunch of chips while I was watching Halloween 5. I'm, I got bumped You're good. Up. You're good. Um, yeah, it's uh, I don't know. It, it's it never like lingers too long. It, it it is it moves at like a clip, and it's not a bad thing either. It's good. It like keeps it fresh and interesting, especially for like kids, where you can't really sit with anything too long. Yeah, because the hanging sequence I would probably say is when they hang on the most. Like if, if I were to pick one where they kind of focus on it a lot, but it's just their feet because the when they're cooked. We see their smoke go out the chimney, and we see them. We see the kids watching them in the fire, which was like really brutal yeah. by itself, my lord. But like, there's yeah, nothing the like really was graphic. Yeah, the hanging was was like the cat I mean, was pretty graphic. Oh yeah, the cat, and when they got hung, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, okay, yeah, I, yeah, I enjoyed it. Acting and soundtrack. Let's do soundtrack first. Okay, the score for this movie is amazing. Sarah's Lament, which her Come the Old Children song, is awesome and haunting and just amazing. And my, my I think my, my favorite, though, is when they sing I Put a Spell on You at the Halloween party. Yeah, see, for, for me, so I don't have... Devin said the... she's going to be disappointed if Ghost isn't the band <laughs> for, for Hocus Pocus 2. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, um, I, I, see, for me, I don't... And I mean, we'll get into this a little bit later. Uh, I don't have the like nostalgic, nostalgic really for this. Okay. Yeah. Do you, I mean, do you right, want we'll, me we'll to, save do... it for the. We'll, I I got it. We'll, we'll save it for the final discussion point. Okay. Um, but I think personally, the soundtrack—the only thing that I really thoroughly enjoyed was "I Put a Spell on You." The rest of it, to me, was very just interesting. It's a okay. fantastic. It's a fan. It's basic. It's a fantasy movie. It's yeah. a fantasy kids movie that's typical fair, and then I put a spell on you was like the standout, but the rest of it was just kind of like me. Not even Sarah's Lament, huh? No, I was could take it or leave it. Flying over town? Yeah, I could take it or leave it. All right, acting. What is your favorite Sanderson sister performance? I. Hmm. So this is kind of hard. I think that uh, so I'm horrible with names. Um, Winifred, Sarah, and Mary. Wait, is Sarah like the actual character's name? Yeah. For Sarah, Sarah Jessica yeah. Parker. Okay. Yeah. Um, I thought that Sarah brought the laughs, and that uh, Bet Midler brought like the scares. Uh Bet Midler was Winifred. Is that the, I'm I'm mm-hmm. horrible mm-hmm. name. You're okay. right. You're doing great. You're okay. doing great. And then what was what was the middle sister there? Mary, Kathy Najimy. Yeah, I uh I wasn't a huge fan of her character. Um 
but I because I, I think the other two brought like this like unique balance to it and then her yeah side uh but not like the funny goofy side um uh, man I yeah people are gonna hate me but yeah no I uh yeah I I I, I did enjoy Sarah and Winifred um when I was a little kid Mary was my favorite I think it was because more of the physical slapstick kind of comedy yes, behind it. Yes, she is definitely like the, not to like, not to be like diminutive, diminutive of like it's that the role performance. She plays. It's, yeah, it's it, the role it she is. plays. Oops. Yes, it is like the more like childish role. Yeah. When I was a teenager, um, oh, I like Sarah. Neck but, down. Yeah. But now, but now, Winifred, my favorite. I have broached naming a future daughter Winifred. Devin said, absolutely not. Yeah, don't do that but, to your poor child. <laughs> that's what she said. Um, but I love Winifred. I love everything about her. Like, just, like, literally, it's just such an amazing performance, and I'm excited to see Bette Miller do it over again. What did you think of Danny, Max, and uh, Vanessa Shaw's character? I forget the actual character name. um i see this is where it's kind of i i feel like they are on the level of they're okay and like i can hang with it but i'm i'm not gonna like praise it like we because we have seen i think at this point some really good child actors and we've seen some really bad ones and i don't think they they fall under each either category. I think they just have this like they like fall like right down to the middle. The sister is has like two really creepy moments that I just think like what ones? Skeeve me out when she's like pretending to be Allison, Allison, kiss me, kiss me. Allison. Yeah, yeah, that was creepy. And then there was another fuck, I can't remember it anymore. The one that bugs me is the Yabos. Talking to the girl Max like talking about her Yabos. Right in front of her while he's maybe, right there. Maybe that's the one then. I don't know. That she, yeah, she had this other moment where I was like, what the fuck is this kid doing? Like, <laughs> what a creep. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I it's uh I don't know. I, I think they're very like middling. Not and I don't mean that in a bad way, I just mean like we have seen like some fantastic ones. And we have seen I like Max. Ones. I like Max because I feel I, I I like there's a cringy part when it first opens up where he hands her his phone number, right? In the in front of the whole class, like, as class is going on, that's really cringy. But once you get past that scene, I feel like his interaction with the bullies makes, like, feels real. His interaction, with his, annoying little, <laughs> the interaction with his annoying little sister feels real. His, like, nervousness around his crush feels real. Like, all of that feels real to me, and that's why I really liked that. Uh, the parents... What do you think about the parents? Honestly, I don't even remember the parents. They are such like a footnote. Just the, in I guess this adults movie. in general. I mean, the adults in general in this movie are mostly, like I said, they're mostly like like footprints. They suck. In this movie. They, 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 they yeah, suck in their background. Yeah. Yeah, because they they're nothing. They are and literally. I, and nothing. I liked that. I I because I think one of the things I like the most about kids movies is how parents like it's like Will Smith's song. Parents just don't understand, right? Like, they don't want to listen to you. They don't want to hear yeah. you. And I, I really like that. And I feel like a good kids-aimed movie does a very good job of, like, doing that. Yeah. I think they did a good job here. Um, Anything else acting and soundtrack-wise? Billy's fantastic. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Probably even, the best besides the Even though the it Santa was Sinister obviously, Scissors. like, more slapstick, I did, I did enjoy 
enjoy it, and I'm excited to see uh, him, him back again. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Is this an October stable? I mean, obviously it is. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't think it's a question about it. No, no, no. I think as we continue this and we touch on other ones, like Halloween Town is something we want to do at some point. There are a lot of other, like, Halloween time movies for kids. What's Halloween Town? Oh, you haven't seen that? There's three of them. They're all on Disney. They're all Disney Channel movies. Oh, great. <laughs> you watch it. So basically, these kids live in with their mom and their grandma always comes on Halloween and like the oldest daughter thinks like there's something going on and she finds out that her grandma is a witch and she follows her grandma back to Halloween town. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe I will. But if we're just going to do with it your here, kids, with your kids, eh. just want to walk with your kids. Well, see, but my kids like, like they fucking love like the goosebumps movie that came out a few years ago and goosebumps too. Like this has that in it. I think you'd be surprised. Yeah. There's some spooky stuff in this one. Okay. There's a right. scene in a the movie theater that like I still think is actually pretty spooky. Okay. All right. Yeah, it's I I think you'd be surprised. This because when I rewatched it a couple years ago, I was surprised to see that. Okay. How old are your children before you show them this? So I guess first we can talk about how old we were. Okay. I was 5 or 6. It came out in 93, and I don't think I saw that at that young. Obviously, I was like two, but I would say five or six. I was 33. This is the first time I've ever seen this movie. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, really? Yeah, absolutely. You didn't know that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this is my first year. This is the first time I've ever seen it. I seen it a lot. I didn't know that this was a first yeah, view. This is literally the first time I've ever sat down and watched this movie. Was it better than The Seven Seal for your viewing pleasure? Yes. Yes, absolutely. I enjoyed this movie. <laughs> did your kids watch it with you then? Or did you screen it before you showed it to them? No, no, no. So my, my wife loves and she's actually watched it with them. Like, 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 I think my son was like four when he watched this for the first time. So my daughter would have been two. I mean, they watched it every year. I'm just interested. But this year I was like, oh, hey, we're watching it. Uh, okay, that's that's very interesting. That's very, very, very interesting. And All which right, is so why I feel like it, affect, it, it affected like how I felt about it. Because I don't, you know, this isn't a movie I've been watching since like, Yeah, whatever. more, far less nostalgia. Yeah, for me it was like, Everybody loves this movie, I guess. So how old were your kids when you first let them watch it? My son would have been four. Uh, and I, I think that's fair, because there, like, there are some like sexy jokes and there's some death, but I feel like it's... I feel like it's... not noticeable enough. No, and I mean, okay, so... <laughs> so anyway, so my, my son loves Star Wars, uh, and somebody for Christmas last year got him like a bunch of Star Wars stickers. Okay. Uh, and one of the Star Wars stickers is like Leia in the Jabba the Hut, like the sexy like chain outfit. Uh, and when we moved, he was like, "I want that sticker on the wall beside my bed." <laughs> okay, whatever. dude. When I was like, I, 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 it's hard for me to like pinpoint like so much of the sexy shit went right over my head until it didn't. Do you know what I mean? Oh like, yeah. Until, See, like, that's the thing. Is, like, seventh he, grade, he doesn't. It was, understand why he enjoys it or like why he likes it it's fucking whatever i don't care like <laughs> it's gonna happen eventually whatever 
It's very true. All right. Yeah. So you enjoyed Hocus Pocus for a first time watch? Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good. Are you excited to watch Hocus Pocus too? I... I'm afraid that since you don't have the nostalgia that if it sucks, which it very well might, you may uh, hate it. I will tell you that based on how Hocus Pocus 2 is, this might all it might also ruin how I feel about the first Hocus Pocus. I can see that. Um, I'm a little worried that the children are not back for this. I was too. I, I, I thought at least one of them, Danny or Max... Yeah, and I, I I know one of them is doing is was too busy filming for Wednesday. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. I I am excited, but I'm a little I don't know. We'll see. Well, that's next week, friend. Yeah, right. I know. I'm gonna literally go. I'm gonna watch it this weekend. So, all right. So we're gonna play a commercial for member podcast of Kaleidoscope Media Network, and then head on into the close. Ghosts. Split souls, monsters, sociopathic villains, cold-blooded murders, and nightmares becoming reality. Does this sound like horror to you? Actually, these are all things that can be found in the Harry Potter series. It can be scarier than you might think. I'm Katie. And I'm Audrey. And in our podcast, Wizard Studies, we talk about all these parts of the wizarding world and even some more lighthearted stuff. We can be found anywhere you listen to your podcasts and on Instagram and Facebook as Wizard Studies Podcast and Twitter as Wizard Studies. Now back to your regularly scheduled horror talk on Here's Johnny. Probably no campfire questions for the Halloween mini season. Maybe we'll do one when Rachel and Randy join us. We'll find something really tough to ask them. Okay. I, love, the love, I, I can if you wanted to get if it because it's behind the paywall, if you're okay with it getting like raunchy, yes. I got I have something. Especially if it's you. Especially okay. if it's you, it's all it's even better. Hocus Pocus two is next week, and then it will be Faz, and then it will be um, Halloween five, and then OG Halloween. Uh, Justin, any last thoughts? No, it was weird to watch Hocus Pocus for the first time. I'm 33, and I probably should have watched it as a child, but you know, whatever. Your parents failed you. Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing is, like, I wasn't watching Hocus Pocus. I was watching, like, Nightmare on Elm Street and Child's Play. Like, I wasn't watching. If well, I, I, You can do so, both, Justin. No, see, that's the thing is, I had an older, two older brothers and an older sister to guide me. So it was like, they they didn't want to watch. They were too cool for, like, kids. Maybe. So it was like, no, we're watching all the gory, terrifying shit. Yeah. I missed out on some of the, uh, the children's classics. Alright. Well, guys, thank you for hanging out with us. And until next week, stay scary. The Here's Johnny podcast is brought to you by Larry and Justin. You can find the show on Twitter at Here's Johnny Cast, and you can find Larry at Beaver LA. You can find Justin at Pickle Thing, and you can email the show at Here's Johnny Podcast at gmail.com. You can look us up on Facebook at Here's Johnny Podcast. As always, in the show notes, you can find links to the Discord and to the website. We are also on Instagram at Here's Johnny underscore podcast. Also in the show notes, we'll have a link to the Twitch and YouTube channels. And if you would like to support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Here's Johnny podcast. Every cent goes into the show. And yeah, we just really use it to make the show better. Again, I just want to say thank you very much to our patrons. Uh, you guys help make this possible. But yeah, Patreon is the way we support the show. We are looking to get rich. And like Justin said, every dollar, every cent, it all goes back in. There's some pretty cool tears, so head on and look at that. But until next week, see you guys later. Bye.